Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to an exclusive podcast here at the Chatio Cast. Um, you may notice something is quite different. Um, unfortunately, the other two hosts of the Chatio Cast could not make it tonight. Um, Due to oh, uh, due to some unfortunate circumstances, um, I will be the only co-host here tonight. However, the Chatio cast would not let our fans down like this. We do have tonight featuring live on Chatio cast two of the most exclusive, high-profile guests that you will ever see on a podcast, possibly ever. Um, we have gathered these. Um, two guests into the same discord call and um i'll introduce them one by one um and they can come out and give maybe like a little introduction kind of what we're doing here tonight is a little um interview debate we're just having fun it's the boys chilling really at the end of the day um so i'm going to introduce my my first guest um like i said this is exclusive ladies and gentlemen so make sure you stay tuned hit the subscribe button smash the like smash everything on chatio casts youtube um so joining us tonight we have with us mr barack obama former president barack obama thank you so much for having me matthew uh man it's an absolute honor to be here on the chatio cast me and Michelle love to sit down every night and just listen to our favorite episodes. It's really? It's true that I've podcasts. Oh, yeah, we absolutely love it. What's your, what's your favorite bit that we've done on ChattyoCast? I'll tell you what. Me and Michelle absolutely love the gambling bit. I remember when I was, uh, you know, a younger man, I used to head with Atlantic City, and I, I spent a little bit too much. I won't lie. I had some <laughs> wilder times in my youth, but... uh. It was a fun little bit. I enjoyed it. It was humorous. Beautiful. We'd love to hear that. Thank you for joining us tonight, uh, Mr. Of Mr. course. <laughs> um, uh, maybe a little spoiler there, but um, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a second guest, as I said. Um, joining us on the Chadio cast tonight is former president, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Donald? Are you with us? Hello, America. Hello to the hardworking people. Uh, I'm Donald J. Trump. You, you probably know me as um, probably the most successful president that America has ever seen. Um, I'm a huge fan of giving back to the American people, which is why I'm here to support uh, probably one of my favorite podcasts. Millions, if not millions, of listens are deserved for the Chedio boys. Truly, truly. Um, and I will ask you the same question. What is your favorite bit that we have done on the Chatio cast? Since you're such a big fan, what's your favorite bit? Well, quite frankly, you know, um, when I'm in my private jet going from, from MAGA rally to MAGA rally, you know, I have a lot of downtime. And I would have to say that probably my favorite bit, bar none, would have to be drink with you. I love learning about the new drinks out there and every drink review that, uh, what is his name? I think his name is Chetio Zach or Zach Squared or Hepatitis or, mm. um, yes. I can't quite recall, but whatever his name is, he knows a good drink when he talks about it. 
That's all I now, have to say. Now, now let me ask you this. Um, there has been some controversy with um, Chadio Little Bobby bringing in beverage analysis. What, do you, what, what do you, would you have to say comparing drink review to beverage analysis? Well, quite, quite frankly, uh, you know, I, I try to be a positive influence on the American people. And, and quite frankly, if I, sh if I shared my honest opinion, uh, it, would, it would do nothing but cause quarrels. So therefore, uh, I will have no further comment on that. Thank you. All right. Well, um, Mr. President, thank you for joining us. And to you as well, Mr. President. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to jump right into some questions here. Now, what I, what I did was I absolutely went to the Chattiocast Twitter page, which, as both of you know, is absolutely blowing up day in and day out. People are saying, where's the Chattiocast? The boys quit again. But now we're absolutely. back. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. But now we're back. And what I did was I said, we're going to have two very high-profile characters. What are some questions that you would have for the former presidents of the United States? Um, so we're going to be taking these listener write-in questions. We're going to start it off nice and easy, boys. Um, the first question is Jordan or LeBron? And we'll start off with you, Mr. Brock. Well, look, you know, comparing two great athletes like this, I mean, to even compare them, you have to put one of them down. And you hate to do that because they're both... They're both so deserving of their praise and our admiration. Mm. However, if you got to put me in that situation, I got to go with a man who's a six-time champion, has never lost. He's undefeated in the finals. I mean, if I may provide on myself a little bit, I also was undefeated. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of relate to, uh, I kind of relate to him in that way. My guy had different type of movement out there, kind of like I was moving in these primaries. Ah, <laughs> uh, he was a he was high flying out there. He started the Jordan brand. He was the beginning of Nike. I mean, you gotta go with Michael Jordan, number twenty three. Hmm. You know that's a good response. Now I I do have to ask one thing. You mentioned that you were undefeated. What did you mean by that? Well. Uh... Let's, let's, you know, people like to talk about my political career, but they seem to forget about a few things, you know. I was a state senator. That's my first W. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Of course. That's, that's one. Then I'm, uh, I'm elected to the presidency. Hmm. People said, I'm an underdog, I can't win. Look at me now. Then in 2012, I mean, I went it back twice. Two-time champion, three times senator. If you count that, I'm three, no baby. <laughs> I went out on top. Truly. It's kind of like how uh, Peyton Manning retired after his Super Bowl. I retired after uh, my last W. Donald, how about you? <laughs> Yeah, Donald, let's let's throw it over to you. What, what do you think, uh, Jordan or LeBron? Well, thank you for allowing me to speak on this topic. And, and quite frankly, uh, you know, I'm all for the American people. I I don't really partake in watching 
basketball. However, hmm. I have to say, there's no denying the, 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 the legacy of LeBron James. And, and quite frankly, when you look at him as a hardworking American, which quite, quite, quite frankly, I, 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 I enjoy the hardworking American. So when I saw LeBron tie down 38,390 points for mm. the all-time points record, let me tell you something about myself, about my son, about the hardworking American people. We're all about numbers. So when you look at the numbers, how can you deny the best player in the world having the most points in the world? It's simple numbers, Barack. I mean, <clears throat> um, it's simple numbers. So, you know, I, 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 think, I, think, I think when you, when you look at it that way, uh, you know, LeBron James, uh, the, the middle-aged women love him much like they love me. And I think he deserves the title. Thank you. Mm. Now, um, speaking of numbers, um, I would like to bring up, um, as Mr. Obama has previously stated, that he served um, in the White House for two terms. That's a, that's a 1v2. Uh, now, there is some debate on who is the better president here. Some Americans are saying Obama. Some Americans are saying uh, Mr. Trump was the better president. Who do you boys think was the better president? Who served the country better? And uh, I'll start off with you, Donald. Uh, yes, thank you for allowing me to go first, because really this is only the response, the only response you'll need to hear, quite frankly. Um, you know, when you really get down to it, I mean, if you just look at what I was able to achieve in, in my short four years, quite frankly, I think I achieved in four years what most presidents could achieve in 26 years if they could do that term, which quite frankly is not possible. Mm. Um, you know, I really think that, uh, and I don't mean to offend my friend Barack, you know, yeah, he, he served a double term, but quite, quite frankly, uh, I think he kind of just maybe had it a little easier than than some other former presidents. Quite mm. frankly, um, you know, America was was really at a good time already. Uh, he kind of, you know, if I could put an analogy on it, he kind of got on the cruise ship, rode it all the way to the end, if you know what I'm saying. Whereas I built a raft, I built it up with the American people, the hardworking people, the plumbers, the construction workers, the middle-aged women. We all got together and we built this ship known as America, and we built it up into a dynasty. We're no longer a country. We're no longer just America. We are the number one country in the entire world, and that is because of what we've been able to achieve in making America great again. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Donald. Uh, Obama, I, I will go to you. Who do you think was the better president between the two of you? Who served the country better? Well, uh, Donald likes to say that I stepped onto a cruise ship, but uh, if that cruise ship was sinking like the Titanic, like our economy was back in 2008, I guess that uh, analogy would be perfect because last time I checked, uh, there isn't do much cruising going on in 2008, boys, if you know what I'm talking about. That being said, I'm not here to get into semantics of who had a good economy when their presidency started and who's tanked when they was over. I'm just talking about... Let's go back to Jordan undefeated. I mean, I'm undefeated to win owed my presidential primaries. Not to mention, I got that swag. Uh, narrator, can you confirm the drip is fire? <laughs> 
I mean, I, I will say the drip is fire. And I, um, I was on TikTok a few days ago and I saw a clip of you hitting a, a, uh, a, a three pointer and they just hit you with the ball. You, you hit the three pointer and you walked out there. There's a lot of, uh, swagger. Listen, when people see me, they see swag and you know, it's no way to Donald, but he's just, he's, he's not that guy. Uh, no one's that guy except for me, I guess. I mean, ask, uh, ask Michelle what she thinks, you know, I, uh, she wouldn't marry a guy like me if, uh, if she, if I'd had that drip, you think, uh, Michelle would make a nerd. No, <laughs> uh, I got that drip and people saw that drip in 2008 and thought, man, this guy, he can turn this economy right around. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, that's uh that's two respectable answers, boys. Um, anything else to say here before we move on to the next topic? Uh, yes, thank you. I would like to also add, um, I would love to absolutely stick by uh, what I said in my debate with uh, Sleepy Joe, if you remember during my debate with Sleepy Joe, I did mention to him that I was able to accomplish more in 47 months than he did in his 47 years. And quite frankly, I stand by that. I, I think that... Uh, no offense to Mr. Obama, but I do think that uh, it, uh, uh, former president uh, to be Joe Biden uh, absolutely was not only sleepy now, but sleepy for the past 47 years. Thank you. Wow. <clears throat> um, Mr. President's, um, there is something that is absolutely taking the nation by storm right now. Um, as you know, um, us Americans, especially the uh, middle to lower classes, um, previously it was the gas prices, but now the talk of the town is the egg prices, and quite frankly, it's it's gotten out of control. So I wonder if the two of you could shed some light on what us as Americans in the middle class need to do about these egg prices, because it seems like, you know, the, the working family, it's more affordable to start a farm in the backyard than it is to go to the grocery store and, and buy a dozen eggs these days. So, uh, uh Mr. Brock, um, what, what do you think that America needs to do about these egg prices? Well, thank you so much for allowing me to speak on this subject. Uh, this subject hits close to home for a lot of our listeners here. You know, a lot of times people view our government as these figureheads who don't even know what it's really like on these streets. And, you know, they really wonder, you know, is this person that I voted for or that I didn't vote for and is now my representative, do they even really care about me? Or are they just in the office for some partisan politics? Just some uh, political gerrymandering. Mm. Well, you know, when I was president and when I was a senator, I always tried to be a voice for the people. You know, when I was a senator for Illinois, I tried to go to the people of Illinois and sit down with them at their kitchen table, ask them what is really bothering them, what are they seeing on that personal level. Mm. <laughs> because the minute you view the people you're in charge of on a political aspect as just a large mass. You lose the individual aspect 
they just become a number to you. And truly this egg crisis is a great example of the everyday American getting hurt right now. Truly people are struggling to buy eggs. I mean, I remember when I was a young guy after I got married to Michelle, you know, we, we'd go to grab some eggs. It was, you know, a couple quarters. It was in a, no problem. Uh, you know, it was no big deal. Nowadays, what is it, like 14, 15 bucks? A couple of cartons? I mean, that's about. I mean, this is, this is unbelievable. Truly, True. we got to get something done about this. And I think this is something that we got to have the farmers sitting down at a table. We got to have the supply chain people down at a table. We got to have all the agricultural folks about here. We got to say, we got we to figure this thing out because people are hurting right now. And, you know, we got to, we got to iron this thing out because people are hurting and we got to, we got to do what we got to do. Because if mm -hmm. we fail, you know, the big corporations are going to be the ones liable because they got their money. You know, it's the everyday people who are going to fall through cracks. Truly, true. Just like in 2008, people were falling through the cracks. The banks got bound out. The people were falling through the cracks. That's why I focus my plans on the everyday people. So we got to focus on the people in this crisis. Hmm. It's a great response. I do appreciate it. Um, and speaking of people who got their money, I will toss it to you, Donald. What do you think that the American people need to do about these egg prices? Yes, yes, yes. So let me start out by um, addressing how comical it is to hear Barack talk in, talk in hypotheticals when uh, really he should have Sleepy Joe on speed dial to talk about these issues to get them resolved. And, and quite frankly, it's very much like the Democratic Party to do absolutely nothing and just talk about their problems. Quite frankly, I would say if, if for the hardworking Americans, I would say if you need eggs, then the wisest thing you could do is start a farm, buy some chickens. Chickens lay eggs, it's quite simple, really. And quite frankly, when the large companies who are selling these eggs realize that you can make your own eggs, guess what happens? The prices go down because demand goes down. Mm. It's actually simple sales. Quite frankly, what people don't realize is America is a giant sales organization. You just know have to know how to work it quite well. And quite frankly, I think uh, in my four years, I was able to accomplish uh, so many things with that mindset. And, and quite frankly, it's, it's, it's quite unbelievable that Sleepy Joe just doesn't copy what I do because quite frankly, it doesn't matter what party you're from. If you copy what I did, people are going to like what you're doing. And that's really uh, all there is to it. Hmm. Well, that's, that's too great. You? you might, you oh, might, you might, if I respond real quick, uh, go I'll ahead, go to ahead. Off. I really am. Uh, some may say uh, that, you know, Trump may have laid an egg in 2020, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm miss I'm this joking with the child. I'm just joking with your buddy. I'm sorry, I had to go under there. <laughs> please, please, I I do apologize. Uh, my jokes is I got the best of me. I had to get that one in there. I do apologize. Let's continue the dialogue. It's all friendly banter here on the. Quite on the frankly, chat. it really doesn't bother me much, uh, Barack, because quite frankly, it just makes you sound uh, a little more like a buffoon, uh, even more than you already uh, sounded before we started here today. So, quite frankly, you could go on and on, and it really would not bother me much. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> um, 
well we um we do have um some more um of the chatio cast fans questions to go into these are a little bit of more personal questions um fans writing in to hear your thoughts on a specific topic um so we'll go ahead and um start with one that maybe both of you can hit on um recently within the past few months um former president mr donald trump was reinstated on twitter now of course this was happening after um of course years ago trump being banned for misinformation um, on multiple platforms twitter facebook uh, you name it he got banned but then after elon musk took over twitter and all kinds of wild things started happening, one of them being Trump is reinstated on Twitter. So I wonder if the two of you, uh, maybe Trump, you can start off. What's your plans now that you're back on Twitter? And Obama, if you can weigh in as well, what do you think about this reinstation? Yes, thank you. Quite frankly, you know, I have no plans at the current moment to uh, resume using Twitter. I do thank Elon for doing that. Uh, quite frankly, it's just a great example of the Democratic Party having complete control over the media and really, unfortunately, using that to uh, the Republican disadvantage. Uh, quite frankly, uh, it's what I would probably call foul play. Uh, however, I know that the American people will eventually pull through and see through this, this, uh, this corruption. Um, my friend Elon, you know, he's a great example of what I would say is a hardworking American. You know, uh, the plumbers love him. The middle-aged women love him like they love me. And quite frankly, um, you know, I think everyone has their moments. I think Elon might be, um, he's a little sus right now, probably in a little bit of a dark place. Uh, can kind of go on off the rails a little bit. But hey, you know, we all have those moments in our lives. Uh, I've got quite the past on me. Uh, but quite frankly, uh, though I have some, I've had my drawbacks in life, if you look at Donald J. Trump Sr. as a whole, you'll see that, quite frankly, I have been able to build something that uh, many Americans would wish they could build. And quite frankly, if they set their minds to it, uh, I believe that uh, any hardworking Republican, uh, hardworking American could be as successful as Donald J. Trump. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Obama. Well, uh, this is uh, quite the interesting topic. You know, uh, we all, of course, know what Donald said to get him uh, removed from the platform. It was uh, quite flamboyant, quite provocative in nature, if I might say. Uh, definitely was uh, stoking in its manner of speech. But, uh, you know, it has been uh, two years, I believe. And, you know, uh, well, I do believe in people having repercussions and actions for what they say and do. I'm also a man who's fair, and I believe, you know, every person deserves a second chance uh, to make their balance and to come back a changed person. You know, I've, I'm not a perfect man. I never claimed to be, never was, you know. Uh, and uh, I feel like Donald deserves, you know, a chance to come back, you know, get him a shirt lease. Make sure I'm just doing riled and you know, uh, maybe I don't let's he'll stick around this time. I'd love to, you know, see him out there. Dad doing the right things, of course. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, 
we'll get into some more personal questions here. Um, this write-in comes in for Obama, and it's from Rachel. And she says, um, people are saying that you killed innocent people with unsolicited drone strikes. What do you have to say about that? Now, that is a good question. Uh, I won't lie to you. Um, so I many some people uh, did, unfortunately, lose their lives. You know, uh, the drone strikes we did, we were very targeted. Uh, we did our best to limit civilian casualties, but you can't unfortunately completely remove that factor uh, in the nature of work we were trying to accomplish. We were trying to root out terror um, with the strikes we used. Um, I would maybe suggest that some of the things we did there, or most of the things we did there, help to limit some of the activity from some of those terror organizations. And I think that in itself, you could weigh as a positive. Um, that being said, you cannot negate the fact that, unfortunately, there was a loss of civilian life. Mm. Um, and I do hold that, uh, I, I, I do, I don't wish that aside. I understand the criticism and I accept it. But we did do our best to limit any um, civilian loss with our strikes. Good response there. Um, Mr. Trump, this one is a write-in for you. This is coming from Little Jimmy from down the block. Um, he says, most people agree that your actions are generally misogynistic. Why do you think it is that so many middle-aged white women still post on Facebook about how much they love you? Uh, yes, well, quite frankly, um, you know, the middle-aged women, they just, uh, they, they love me. They see me as what they've been looking for for so many years. All these middle-aged women, they've been growing up with, uh, let's just put it out there, mediocre presidents, even on, it doesn't matter what party you're talking about. Unfortunately, mediocrity is a common theme uh, in the, the corrupted political system. So when the middle-aged women see me and they love me, it's because I'm able to do what other presidents aren't. Even when I was running my campaign, you know, the American people want to be recognized. The American people want to, want to know that someone knows they're there. That's why I address construction workers. That's why I address plumbers. That's why I address the middle-aged women, because these middle-aged women are stuck at home. They're raising children. And quite frankly, they're being swept under the rug for the most part. And quite frankly, I am the one to bring that out. And that is why the middle-aged women love me. And quite frankly, I would also love to comment on the last question for Barack about the drone strike. Um, Quite frankly, I do believe that was quite the beta move. Uh, honestly, when you look at it from a sales perspective, uh, quite frankly, instead of civilian casualties, hashtag cringe, we could have looked into some uh, negotiations. Uh, some people say don't negotiate with terrorists. I say money is indispensable and human life is not. Thank you.
uh, Mr. Brock, do you care to respond to that? Uh, I do, I do, I do. You know, um, Donald, uh, he comes from a business world. You know, uh, he was graced with a small loan for a million dollars, as we all know from his father. And he inherited and worked his way through uh, quite the real estate empire, built himself up a nice little portfolio, has been living, uh, living pretty large. You know, um, I, on the other hand, you know, uh, you know, I grew up not that way. I built myself from the ground up. You know, I went to Harvard University, uh, graduated with a law degree. I was, you know, uh, you know, I did a lot of things there and that taught me a lot. Um, and then working through all my campaigns and talking to a lot of people, do a lot of grassroots campaign work, I, I saw a different side. And Donald likes to see things through a business perspective. And I think to look at all things through a business lens is a disservice to what humanity is all about, and that is the human perspective. Mm. To view every transaction or action through a dollar amount is truly a lackluster and unsavory way to go through your life. Mm. I choose to take a more broader perspective way, not just a business perspective, but a human perspective. And I would just say that. Well, um, thank you for the responses, gentlemen. Um, we have a couple more questions here for both of you, some write-ins. Um, the Chattyucast Twitter page is absolutely blowing up right now, so let's get into some of these. Um, let's see. Um, for Obama, um, this is coming in from Ryan. He says, tell us a little bit about how you met Michelle. Now, well, quite uh, frankly, I'm really looking forward question. to hearing. Thank you, Donald. Um, <laughs> you, I appreciate wait. that. I missed what he said. I think Donald said that he was looking forward to this question. Okay, okay. <laughs> so is so is the Chattercast fan. Well, anyways, well, uh, you know. I graduated from Harvard. Uh, I was 20 years old. Michelle was, I think, 25 at the time. Uh, we attended, or we worked at the same law firm. Uh, forget the name off the top of my head, but, uh, well, let's just say Michelle was my mentor. You know, people like to look at us now and think, old oh, man, Barack's, you know, He's the easily dog, but I don't get it twisted. You know, Michelle's the top dog. Even when I was president, she was my president. I'm talking about can an amen, can an amen, Trump. Sheesh, amen, brother. You know it. Uh, and you know, uh, seeing a woman like Michelle in a dominating position, like as your mentor, I mean, that's. That's quite provocative, if I might uh, be so crass. And, uh, you know, I, I took a liking to her pretty quickly, and, you know, things uh, went pretty quickly. And uh, I remember our first date that we had together. Um, 
we had some lunch and uh, we took a walk to the park and we ended up with seeing a movie. And I mean, the rest is history. I mean, uh, truly what a time uh, we've had together. Two amazing kids, ups and downs. And yeah, I, it, it's what an experience. I couldn't have asked for a better woman than Michelle. Would you love to hear that beautiful story, truly? Um, now, we did have one uh, question come in for you, Mr. Obama. This is from uh, Little Jimmy. He also wrote into Trump previously, I believe. Um, um, excuse me, I have a question. Yes, yes. Um, quite frankly, and surely someone was asking about my, uh, my background story with, uh, with Melina. Um, I, well, I, I'll be honest, we didn't get that question in, but go, please go. feel free to go ahead and share. Ah, uh, yes, thank you for asking. Uh, yes, uh, we, you know, I've had my fair share of, of fine women, um, maybe some not so fine women in the end, but quite frankly, um, Medina is, is just different from the others, and uh, quite frankly, I was uh, finalizing my divorce uh, with Marla. Uh, we don't have to talk about Marla, really, but uh, in the end, we uh, we got married in 2005, and quite frankly, it was a great time, and I distinctly remember some of my closest friends coming together for this wedding, uh, some mayors, senators, uh, E. Diddy, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, even Senator Hillary uh, uh, crooked Hillary, um, <laughs> Billy Joel, and uh, quite frankly, it was probably, if not, the, probably yes, the best wedding that uh, could possibly ever been thrown. Uh, there was lots of expensive things, um, but frankly, not too, uh, you know, not should go too far into it. But I will say that uh, Molina's just probably cost more than the average uh, American home. Uh, that's probably. Uh, that's all. <laughs> wow. Do you mind if I ask a question to Donald? Do you mind if I ask go ahead, a question? Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Donald, you've had a lot of kids with a lot of different women. If you had to maybe uh, pick one, who would you say is your favorite? Uh, well, quite frankly, Barack, I think that's a very indecent question of you to ask because, quite frankly, uh, I value all human life the same, whether they're my wife, my son, my brother, or the hardworking American or a middle-aged <laughs> woman. It, it's honey, you met you that uh, you did seem to take pain of lacking Ivanka in particular. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I like to joke. You know, Brad, I'm starting to think that uh, you're quite the funny man. I, I appreciate your sense of humor. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Donald, we have, we have quite a chemistry. You know, quite frankly, it would have been a great run for you to be at by my side as my vice president. Uh, but fortunately, we have differing opinions. You know, maybe at a different life, uh, maybe when I went high, you went high with me instead of going low, as my wife would say, and we'd uh, be at a different setup. But, you know... As fair in love and politics, as they say. Thank you so much. Um, we we do have 
two more questions here, pretty hard hitting questions. And then we have some lighthearted um, things to go out on. Um, <clears throat> we'll start it off here with Obama. Um, this one is coming in from Rachel. And she said, Obamacare is mad sus. Let's be honest. <laughs> Brock, what do you have that to, to me to start or? Yeah, yeah, oh, that's okay. for you. That's for you. Well, uh, I'll just say this. You know, when I came into office, as I was saying earlier, our, to put it out, Trump and our economy was a from ship that had just struck an iceberg and we were going down fast. And uh, I was trying to do what I could to get us righted. Hmm get us back on the, the high seas. And when you look at our healthcare system, we have one of the highest healthcare bills by person in the developed world. You just truly don't see these costs anywhere else. I mean, before the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, whatever you prefer to call it, you could be denied coverage for the existing condition. Imagine that. Under the Affordable Care Act, that can no longer happen. You can no longer be denied for pacing condition. That is truly one of the cornerstones of this package that, frankly, uh, the Republicans don't want to talk about that. They like to sweep that pipe into the rug. Mm. On top of that, this is truly a more affordable option for people who are struggling to make payments for healthcare. It's a program that people said couldn't get done in the United States, and I made it happen. Uh, and I think that America is the better for it. And Republicans have tried to push it down, but Thankfully, there have been enough good senators and Congress people who have stood up for what it is and its importance. Hmm. And I think while there are the people who did test it, there are a lot of people who would stand by it and its importance. Thank you so much, sir. Um... This is uh will be our kind of our last hard hitting question here. This one's coming in for uh, Mr. Trump, um, and we did have to hit Obama with that drone strike question. So we've got a hard hitting one for you too, sir. Um, this is coming in from uh, uh you, you boys are Chatio Cast fans. What's the name of our editor? Katrina, of course. Uh, Katrina, Katrina. Katrina. Yeah, of course. I, I wouldn't do lady. that. That was, a, never that, was, <laughs> that was a little test for you boys. Um, this this question is coming in from Katrina. Um, she wrote in and said, um, America over time has become a country that is known for its diversity. Um, while this is not perfect, this has been accomplished through various different trials and movements, such as the civil rights movement and the women's rights movements throughout the 1950s to 60s. 
So with America's diversity and progress over the last 50 years, what exactly do you mean by make America great again? And um, in addition, in such a diverse country, why is it that your main voting demographic is non-college educated white males living in rural areas? And Were you man, talking through the whole question? Women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and don't, for, and don't forget about the middle-aged women. <laughs> Oh, trust me, I would not forget about the middle-aged women. Thank you so much for asking this question. If you would just give me a few seconds here, I'm going to, uh, of course, take a moment to talk to our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please give me a second. Thank you. Okay. Is he about to eat a dinner? Or... I, if, he's, if he's talking, I mean, I'll say a few words. I mean... When I was on the campaign trail, I, uh, I of course, had the highest numbers of African-American voting of an all-time, but I wasn't just a president, or I didn't want to be just a president for one people or one party or one demographic or one age group. I wanted to be a party for all. So that's why, you know, I sat down with people to, you know, to make these connections, to understand what they're going through, because, you know... A man who lives in the city and works, you know, in a high-rise tech startup isn't going to have the same concern as a man in West Virginia working at a coal factory that's Truly. He's always concerned about it getting shut down. Truly. And it's not going to be, you know, the same as, you know, a guy who's in Texas working on oil rigged. You know, people have different concerns. And while you can't, uh, you can't. You can't please everybody. You can do your best to take uh, all their thoughts into consideration and look at the positives and the negatives, try and govern for all, and also try and point the country in a direction that is going to uh, bring us uh, into the future and not into the past. Well said, well said. Donald, are you, are you back with us? Uh, yes, thank you. I am back. I had to say a quick blessing before I eat my Chick-fil-A. Thank you. <laughs> you love to see that. What sauce did you get? Oh, you know me. You know, quite frankly, there's no other way to go except for the Chick-fil-A sauce itself. You love to see it. Donald, I got I to gotta be honest, Donald. When I saw that photo of you hosting that football team and all you had for tea was fast food i was a little shocked i mean how much fast food are you eating on a daily basis let's be honest no hate just i'm curious well quite frankly i, I appreciate your concern for my health but i'll have you know that uh probably for every four times i go to chick-fil-a there's one time we'll i'll get the grilled chicken sandwich so quite frankly uh i may be in the best shape of my life currently at this time are you working out and i was i respect that dumb Oh, well, quite frankly, I have a personal trainer, and uh, his name, you might know him, his name is Arnold, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, quite frankly, he likes to get to pump at the gym with me, and it gets me hyped up for, uh, you know, another day of, of helping the American people and getting ready for uh, 2024. So you're saying that Arnold oh, uh, is, your, oh. is your personal trainer? I, uh, yes, I, actually, I could get him. I could get him in the call quick if you if you wanted to talk to him. 
Oh, well, you've got him over at your house. Uh, yeah, he had, uh, you know, I let him stay every now and then. Me and, but. Interesting. Well, I, I didn't know you had no, such. You're saying you. Go ahead. You're saying you got Allard on deck like that? You want him to roll in? Oh, I could. Quite frankly, though, I think I should stay on topic and, and answer the question that uh, Chetty or Matthew has asked me. And uh, quite frankly, from I Katrina. would put it like this. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, Katrina. Just, Everyone loves Katrina. Thank you so much. Katrina of the Chetty cast. I just think. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, Donald. I, I just have to say this, you know, you're talking about your workout routine, you're talking about getting fit. You know, people may question your politics, but one thing they can't question is your backswing. That golf swing is absolutely beautiful. I've <laughs> seen you work that putter. Uh, in a, it's, a, it's a thing of beauty. Yes, thank you. Quite frankly, every time I uh, take a golf swing these days, my latch actually gets so large, I've ripped a couple of shirts now. I have to buy a couple of new ones from uh, Men's Warehouse. And quite frankly, it's, uh, it's quite the ordeal. Uh, but, you know, my assistants keep the shirts coming in uh, daily for me, so it's really not a concern. Thank you. Now, uh, don't, don't lie, Donald. Melania turned you down until she saw that, that swing, didn't it? Isn't that what happened? Hold on, Barack. I think we're getting a little off topic. I'm going to have to have our host ask me the question again, because quite frankly, I have forgotten uh, between <laughs> you interrupting and me eating my Chick-fil-A sandwich. So, uh... Uh, Matthew, if you could go ahead, thank you. I do the, apologize for getting us off topic. That's my bad. The 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 Katrina's question. So good. Yes. Um. It says America over time has become a country that is known for diversity. While this is not perfect, it's been accomplished through various different trials and movements, such as the civil rights movement and the women's rights movement in the 1950s and 60s. Um, so her question was, um, with America's diversity and progress over the last 50 years, what exactly do you mean by, quote, make America great again? And in addition, in such a diverse country, why is it that your main voting demographic is non-college educated white males living in rural areas and the middle-aged white women, as Brock had said? Ah, yes, I see. Well, quite frankly, let me put it this way. Uh, you may recognize a common theme with my, uh, my rallies and uh, my, uh, my MAGA, hey, you know, every, everything that's involved in that. Quite frankly, we just need to... Uh, you know, all of this uh, uh, diversity, all of these women's rights, you know, these are inherently great things. I, I do agree. And at the same time, we need to make sure we're not forgetting about the, the hard workers out there. Just because you don't have a college education does not mean you're a hard worker. Quite frankly, I've met plenty of, of hardworking people that work harder than any college-educated uh, person uh, would ever dream of doing in their entire lifetime. So quite frankly, to categorize a man by his education is quite frankly bullheaded and incorrect. <laughs> when I am talking about making America great again, you know, I'm talking the hardworking Americans, the middle-aged women. We're talking about bringing jobs back to America. Now, this may blow your, your, your tiny mind, but <laughs> let me inform you about something called China. Now, 
You've heard me talk a lot about China. In fact, every year, we owe billions and billions of dollars to China. In fact, when I was running for president in uh, back in 2016, we owed $300 billion to China in one year. And quite frankly, that number has only gone up. And really, uh, as I was in my presidency, we have seen that number go down as more American jobs were created. And quite frankly, Silly uh, Beat Joe has really not brought any attention to that matter, which is why these hardworking Americans, these young farmers, these young plumbers, these these kids in trade schools, these middle-aged women. We can't forget about the middle-aged women. They love me. <laughs> Quite frankly, when we're talking about making America great again, we're talking about getting back to the roots of America, what has formed this great country. And quite frankly, if you haven't got on, it's the American people. It's the hard workers. So making America great again is not to take away from diversity, not to take away from women's rights. It's inherently to get back to the basics. And it's, it's while Barat doesn't see it the way I see it, quite frankly, when you boil it down to its core, America is a business. And if you want the American people to live happily, have, live prosperously, and most importantly, live safe, uh, quite frankly, that's where the focus needs to be. Beautiful response, Mr. President. Now, I do have to ask you, um, I was just reminded um, <clears throat> of your of the uh, the Donald J. Trump trading cards. They're absolutely popping off on Facebook. These these NFT tradables. Um, what's what's your thought <laughs> process behind these? Ah, yes, we'll see. Quite frankly, I, I have a, a good friend of mine. Uh, you know, who's heavy into the, the NFTs, his name, you might know him as Elon Musk. Quite frankly, <laughs> he told me that there's huge opportunity, absolutely huge, huge opportunity for NFTs. That's all, it's hip with the kids. And quite frankly, uh, not only can we make some additional funds to support the MAGA Foundation and, and my, my next running as, as president again, uh, but we can also reach a demographic of of some younger uh, NFT enjoyers. And quite frankly, I have to say, not only do I love NFT uh, producers, do I love NFT buyers, do I love middle-aged women, I also <laughs> have, have come to love the chess community. Quite frankly, I'm a big fan of the Sicilian defense closed opening as well as the French defense, uh, the King's Gambit, uh, just to name a few of my favorite opening chess moves. Wow, that's um I didn't know you you played chess like that. Oh, yes, I actually uh you know, I they would cause a little bit of a stir if I was actually on chess.com, so I made a burner account. Uh, I have a pretty good ranking and uh I would not advise anyone to challenge me if you are uh trying to win because quite frankly it's not possible. Thank you. So, and since, since you're such a big fan of the Sicilian defense, can you name the the primary starting moves? Yeah, well, quite frankly, uh, you're going to go ahead and move your knight uh, to the left, and then you're going to move your pawn forward too. And uh, quite frankly, I don't really have time to look into the numberings and the exact placings of the chessboard. 
Uh, quite frankly, I didn't need to look into that. I'm actually just so large with my brain <laughs> capacity that uh, I, I have a photographic memory, so I just I looked at all of the, the schematics. I looked at all of the blueprints for the opening chess moves, and I'm able to do uh, any of them. I really, really, any opening you could think of, even ones that are not named, uh, I just have an absolutely enormous brain. Wow. Um, Brock, I've got to ask you, maybe I can get you to weigh in if, if you've ever played chess, maybe back in the day with Michelle, but also if we can get your thoughts on on NFTs and the, the cryptocurrency culture, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, thank you so much for having me back on, uh, the, you know, the NFT and the crypto market. Um, I mean, to put it blatantly, it's a place where you can get easily scammed and bamboozled out of your money by swindlers. And, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying this, but other people are saying maybe Donald cut a swindled some money out of his, uh, his base. You know, Don't people might rude. say, you know, you, you uh, uh, I respect you that. I'm not saying, I'm just kind of repeating what I've heard some of the people uh, I know say. I'm kind of leaving my thoughts out of it, friend. I'm just stating some things I've heard. You know, some people might, you know, say uh, some of the things Dom is that over the years seems like he's trying to get some money together for some type of, uh, I don't know, lawsuits or who knows what he's getting money for. But, you know, NFTs, you know, that's, that's, I don't, uh, maybe I'm on fashion, you know, I'm, I'm not spot. I guy once was before, you know, I got elected, you know, uh, you know, my kids are always, you know, Sasha and Malia are always, uh, calling me, you know, oh, I'm older, you know, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not as silky smooth as I wants to be. Uh, I, I used to be. I mean, I'm kind of a gray fox, you know, a sewer fox nowadays. So I'm not, not as hip with the times. And I, I just personally don't see the uh, allure to uh, having a digital item like an NFT, you know. I, I, I'm i a type of guy, you know, I like a pen and pencil or a pen and pencil. And I like to, you know, write things down. I like to read a book that's physical. You know, I'm kind of old school like that, you know. When I was in, you know, law school at Harvard, you know, we didn't have online textbooks, you know, I had, you know, I just had my mind and I had my textbook and, you know, that's kind of carried over my way of thinking, you know, I, I would caution, you know, that everyday person not to get too swept up in these crypto and these NFTs, you know, you see what Sam Bankman Free did, uh, did with FTX, he absolutely bamboozled that. To put it how the kids would say, uh, swindled money out of the, so many people, all this money down the toilet. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I would I would caution folks to you know maybe choose a safer option for investing their money. And if you just can't help it, you know, maybe just take a very small portion and you know dibble and there a little bit. But I I wouldn't recommend doing something like that long term. Now I've got to I've got to go back here. You mentioned that you're somewhat of a uh, silver fox. Now, did was it Michelle who gave you that nickname, or who was that? Did you come up with that? Well, I can't mention all the names Michelle has given me in public. I gotta be respectful, but of course. Uh, you know, in public, she's she's you know she's called me or the silver fox, you know, and uh, you know she's she's not too bad for herself you know what i'm saying she, uh, uh i did put you up myself am i right donald i mean come on <laughs> absolutely now boys well, well, no, oh, don't, get ahead, too, don't get too excited don't get too excited donald be respectful now uh 
Well, uh, quite frankly, you know, when it comes down to it, Michelle is what I would call a middle-aged woman, so she probably <laughs> loves me. Uh, that's a good one, Donald. I like that. Donald, Mike, I got a question. Uh, maybe more humorous one in, in, in nature, but uh, how does Melania feel about the love you have with the middle-aged women? Does she feel threatened at all, or does she is she pretty secure in her position as your, uh, your bride? Yes, well, quite frankly, uh, you know, she's what I would call uh, a diamond in the rough. Quite frankly, she's got a head of steel. Uh, you would really have to do something uh, methodical and even to really kick her off. Quite frankly, she's pretty easygoing. Uh, I think she may just be um, a little bit comfortable with our, uh, you know, current financial status. So, quite frankly, it's really not an issue. Hmm. You know, uh, what I love, and I'll be respectful to Don, don't take this the right way. What I really appreciate about Melania's, her, her understanding and her knowledge of uh, good works of art, good piece of writing, um, I was really happy to see that her speech she gave uh, was so eloquently put. Um, I don't know where she got some of those ideas, but they was truly a beautiful speech, and you can tell that she had a, uh, some great influences when she was writing that, and I was I was really touched by that. So you really led yourself a woman who knows what she's looking for and, uh, and knows her way about a speech. So props to you, Donald, and props to her. Yes, thank you. She Quite frankly, she has a way with words, and... Uh... You know, I, w I would say more on this, but quite frankly, I'm in the middle of a game of spades, and I cannot believe that this brother's absolutely going Neil off rip. Um, now we about at, at the belly to, and you're playing a card game. <laughs> Listen, boys, I'll, I, I've been. Uh, yes, it's called spades. It's a gentleman's game. Listen, um, I now I've been keeping both of you for a little while now, so I'm gonna hit you boys with the final write-in question from the Chatio cast, and maybe um, if either of you have any final thoughts or questions for the other, um, we can go to that before we close. But um, the final write-in from the Chatio cast is actually from Sakurai, who says, "Who is your main in Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch?" Oh yes. I'll, uh, I'll let Donald okay. go first because he seems first? a little preoccupied. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll bring him back into the conversation if he has to go first. Yes, yes. Uh, this is the topic I could talk about for millions and in, in millions of years. Quite frankly, I am a big fan of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch. And quite frankly, I've been playing since release. Uh, playing really? during my presidency, yes. But quite, quite, quite frankly, it... Uh, you know, it takes the mind off of some of the, the everyday pressures. When you're wheeling and dealing like I was every day, it's nice to unwind with a little bit of Super Smash Brothers. Quite frankly, my favorite character in the game is Mario, honestly, because he's a hardworking uh, plumber. I love and appreciate a hardworking person, especially with his uh, construction worker skin. Quite frankly, that is picturesque uh, perfection of a hardworking uh, American, or really a hardworking, I'm not quite sure, I guess he's an Italian, but he was made in Japan, so uh, talking about a hardworking, <laughs> diverse person is, is really, uh, 
quite frankly, it, 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 it's the best character in the game. Wow. You love to see that, truly. Um, now, I do have to ask you a question. What makes you choose Mario over Luigi? Because the same thing, hypothetically, could be said about, said about both of them, right? Ah, uh, yes. I see we were going there. Quite frankly, when you, when you boiled it down to its core, uh, if you're Dave Vader, I mean, maybe put it this way. What if I told you that I could provide you a six-ounce sirloin steak but I could also provide you a New York strip steak at the same exact price. Interesting. Quite frankly, you would pick the, the, the New York strip. That's how I see Mario. Quite frankly, uh, not only is he a hardworking American, but quite frankly, he's got a, a bold personality. He's not afraid to put himself out there. He's not afraid to work harder than the rest, which is why inevitably when he rescues the princess uh, quite, quite regularly, millions if not billions of times, uh, quite frankly, Luigi, uh, while I do agree, he's probably hardworking. I would say he's probably not as hardworking, quite frankly, because he's a little bit of a, uh, what you would say, a scaredy cat. Um, you know, he's, he's a little unsure. He's not quite as confident in his mm. play style. And quite frankly, he may have some swag on him. He may have some moves. Uh, but when you really boil it down to its core, uh, you know, I really see Mario as a... As a uh, the harder worker, uh, mm. the finer stake, if you will. Thank you. I understand. I understand. Uh, Mr. Obama, who would you say that uh, is your main in Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo Switch? Switch. Uh, before I get to that, I just I, I got. I mean, I gotta say it. I mean, Donald, you're talking about these these New York cuts, but what about a Trump steak? Oh, don't you prefer a Trump steak? Or oh, I, I guess I, I guess that's not an option. I, I'm just joking with you, Donald. I'm just joking. I, I had to make a joke. You know me, <laughs> Barack. Anyway. You're quite, you're quite the jokester. Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you know I love you, buddy. Ah, right, all right. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. You know, I, I'm not a huge gamer these days. Uh, I, you know, when I was growing up, uh, the first console that I got, I was you know, already kind of, I was set in life. Uh, I got an N64 to, you know, do some gaming my off time. So yeah, that was kind of the first games I got into. Uh, uh, but uh, be honest, after I got an office, I realized, you know, uh, what do I do with my life? You know, you go from these, you know, 6 a.m. wake-up calls to late nights in the the situation room, and all of a sudden you were you're at office, and you're like, oh, I got free time. Mm. And, you know, me and Michelle like each other, but, you know, uh, maybe not enough to spend 24-7 with each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you had a house in Vanna Park. And, you know, uh, well... Uh, Amen, brother. You know, I got... Uh, uh, of course, down a lot. I know what you're talking about. And so, you know, I got back, I got back into the game and I, I got a switch. Uh, I asked Malia, I said, uh, honey, uh, what do you, what do you kids play in these days? And, uh, she said, uh, well, I got a switch for when I'm at college. And I said, uh, well, why don't you give me one of those switches? I'll, uh, I'll Venmo you the money. If you guys heard of Venmo, you can send money through your phone. That's wild. Uh, I could have never seen that coming. That's incredible. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm getting... <laughs> It really is incredible. Anyways, so uh, I, I said, Malia, when you said this to me, didn't give me a game or something I'm going to enjoy playing. And uh, 
uh, uh, when I got it, there was only one game installed, and it was Animal Crossing. And I said, Malia, what's Animal Crossing? And uh, what else? I, I found out. I, I've been playing Animal Crossing uh, a little bit too much, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and let's just say, uh, you know, when I finally got around to playing uh, some Ash Bros, because, I mean, I had to eventually get there and... I, I, of course, had to go with Isabel because I mean she's my day one. So I would say, you know, because of my love for Animal Crossing, uh, I gotta go with Isabel. Well, I'm gonna I wouldn't say have, that's, that's I quite mean, wholesome. I, uh... It it is very wholesome um, to pick such a cute character as your main. Um, especially with the backstory, Animal Crossing, I imagine. Obama, I do a... have a question for you. Of course, Donald. Sorry, uh, sorry, Chatty old Master, you can finish. I, uh, I think there might be a little bit of delay in the uh, the video call audio. I do apologize. It's okay. It's okay. Okay, great. Uh, Barack, um, if I could be so bold to ask, you said you, uh, you started on the Nintendo 64. May I ask, uh, I also started with um, Super Mario 64. You know, I'm quite the, uh, the speed runner. You know, I practice my BOJs, my LBOJs. You know, I know all of the strats. Uh, I'm really famous for my 16-star run. I'm ranked in the top, you know, 150. And quite frankly, I was wondering if you uh, ever heard of a BOJ. Uh, I'll be honest, Donald, I, I never really got into that game. I know that's kind of, that's quite the radical statement to say. Yeah, I'm not trying to offend any people out there, but uh, I, I was more of a golden eye type of guy. Truly uh, a different type of hand-eye coordination using one stick. <laughs> uh, I was more of a golden eye guy. Well, you know, Brock, they recently you know, brought you back frankly, you know. I heard they brought back GoldenEye. I did. Uh, you know, maybe I'll have to get into that too. Uh, me and Malia's, uh, our world is getting pretty developed though with Animal Crossing. So I don't know if we have time to pick up another game. Plus, I don't know if she's trying to get into GoldenEye. Kind of outside of her scope. Of course. <laughs> now, of course, we can't uh, talk about the Nintendo Switch without talking about the uh, world renowned. Best-selling Nintendo Switch game, Human Fall Flat. <laughs> um, you you played that? Oh, quite frankly, I don't have many hours and many millions, if not billions, of hours into uh, Human Fall Flat. Quite frankly, really a masterpiece. And uh, 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 quite frankly, uh, really the only thing that comes close to it in my mind would be like Halo Two back in its prime. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, I've got to ask you, um, when you guys are playing Smash or Obama, when you're playing Animal Crossing, are you guys using Joy-Cons or are you on the Pro Controller? Oh, my. Talk about an absolute disgrace. Talk about a great example of bad business when you talk about Joy-Con drift. Can I get an amen in the chat for Joy-Con drift? being an absolute travesty to the <laughs> Nintendo nation. Oh, truly. Uh, I'll be Pro honest. Uh, I, I'm, till I die. I'll be honest. 
I'm not quite sure what a Dragon Drift is. Um, you know, uh, I'm, maybe I'm not as well versed in these things as Donald is, you know. Um, but uh, I just I use the I uh, I just use the handheld big net that comes with like, whatever that's called. <laughs> so oh you, so you use Dragon. Eighty percent. Does, if that's a Dracon, uh yeah, this sure. What well, what is what is what is a Dracon? Quite frankly, you guys could explain to me. I like, like I said, I'm a little low brew silver fox. It, quite frankly, I think uh, I'm not quite sure which were Sleepy Joe in his presidency or the fact that uh, you are dealing with Dracon Drift and you don't even understand it. Wow. Oh, like I said, Donald, I'm I'm not I don't man uh, I don't partake in Smash Bros. Ultimate very much. You know I got more important things like Animal Crossing with Malia and Sasha. Well, yes, I guess that makes sense because quite frankly, when I uh, when I play uh, Mario 64 on my Switch now because they have that as part of the uh, Switch Online Expansion Pass. When I'm practicing my LBOJs, I really have to, you know, how the kids say move that stick around. And quite frankly, that probably is causing a lot of issues and causing the Joy-Con drift that I'm experiencing on a daily basis. Uh, quite frankly, all you need to know is uh, uh, Nintendo really screwed up their consolers. And quite frankly, I do really believe that had the Joy-Cons been manufactured here in the beloved country of America, I do believe that. Uh, Joy-Con drift would pr uh, most likely probably not exist. Um, Donald, I've, I've got to ask you, um, you expressed some interest in uh, Super Mario 64 speedrunning. Um, I've got to ask uh, your setup for the fans so they know, are you, are you running an emulator? What controller are you using? Do you have a more purist approach with using the original console and controller? What's your setup? Ah, uh, yes. Well, quite frankly, if you must know, you know, playing on the Switch is more of a leisure thing. Uh, and quite frankly, I am a big buff into doing true hardware. I still have my original N64, my N64 controller. Uh, quite frankly, I even have the uh, third-party controller that you plug in for specifically for the Bowser Froze to make it more accurate and more frame responsive. So uh, you could say that... Uh, that, that, that uh, uh, I'm quite into the scene. Uh, quite frankly, I think that the media would probably, uh, as corrupt as it is, take that and twist it into a bad thing. So much like my chess career, I have created a burner account. Uh, I can't <laughs> disclose which one it is, but I am on the leaderboard. And quite frankly, it's probably one of my, uh, my biggest achievements next to my presidency. Wow. Um, you know, I'm sure that your audience has no idea what you're talking about, but... I can assure you that the Chadiocast audience um, and our uh, millennial fan base will will love to hear um, your interest in 64 speedrunning. And also, I would love to absolutely give a shout out to my friend Simply, who makes a <laughs> lot of great Mario 64 related content. And I also, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew, I kind of forgot to mention this, um, but real quick. Uh, part of me being here is an agreement I had with uh, different companies. So uh, this podcast episode has been sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. What? Uh, quite frankly, I can't think of a... I'm sorry, is there a problem? Um, I mean, is... 
you got a sponsorship to go on someone else's podcast, but the podcast isn't sponsored. Well, you see, uh, I wouldn't expect you to understand, but uh, uh, just let me run through this real quick. I promise it'll be fast. Uh, today's podcast is sponsored by Ray Shadow Legends, one of the biggest mobile role-playing games of 2019, and it's totally free. Currently, almost 10 million users have joined Raid Shadow Legends in the, in the past six months, and it's one of the most impressive games in its class with D10 models, environments, and smooth 60 frames per second animations. With over 300,000 reviews, Raid Shadow Legends has almost a perfect score on the Play Store. The community is growing fast. Get in while you can. Join now to receive 50,000 silver and a free epic champion as part of the new player program and start your journey today. Good luck, and we'll see you there. Um, are you going gonna to cut us in on that ad rev? Or... I'm sorry. Uh, it doesn't, I, the, if something's cutting out. I can't quite hear you. I think I'm going to have to go here. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Barack is always good to uh, uh, sometimes talk with you. I know we have our differences, but I, uh, you know, I may not come out and say it, and I'll say it here in this small podcast. It's, uh, uh, to be honest, I probably won't get many uh, listens, but quite frankly, I, I do believe you to be a, a decent American. I think you're a hard worker, and quite frankly, I believe in another life we, uh, we had a great presidency together. Quite frankly, I think we could have overturned the eight-year rule and really run America into a great place together for years and years. Well, uh, thank you uh, for, I thank you for those nice words, Donald. Yeah, I'm always a fan of conversation and truly with you, there's definitely gonna be a conversation to be had. And uh, you know, we have our differences, as you said, but it's always great to sit down and communicate because communication truly is the key to tomorrow because yeah. when communication falters people will falter and that's a problem i've seen a lot of today is people aren't communicating enough when you're unwilling to discuss differences truly you have already lost the debate because there is no debate without first conversation and understanding and truly even if this is a small podcast you know uh, we could have definitely had this on netflix where i have an exclusive partnership with that's all right y'all always willing to help out the smaller guy like i did when i was president you know i'd love coming on a smaller program like this giving them some street cred ah, you know what i'm saying <laughs> and uh it's, it's it's been great talking to you donald uh do you mind if i give a few shout outs post go ahead Matthew. I mean, Donald ran a whole ad, so go ahead. I, of course, that I gave a shout out to my book, A Promised Land. Uh, it's a great book on New York Times bestseller. Um, I think it is a great story for any person, no matter where you sit on the spectrum politically, to read through and gain a different perspective, perhaps on me and my life in my thoughts. Uh, so I would just uh, encourage you both to go look at that. Of course, of course. Uh, well, gentlemen, it has been lovely having the both of you on. Um, I appreciate the time. Um, and maybe we can do this again um, after some time passes and see um, what we've learned and where we're at. 
Um, and to the fans, thank you for tuning into the Chatio cast. Um, surely the the rest of the podcasting team will be back on the next episode. Now, of course, um, <clears throat> we don't know exactly when that'll be, but surely um, Chatio Zach and Chatio Little Bobby will be back for the next episode. Um, so like I said at the top, you got to smash the subscribe, smash the bell, smash the like button. You got to go to the Twitter page and follow. Check the links in description for the link tree to follow the socials and the Spotify playlists and lots of other fun things. And uh, thank you for tuning into the Chatio cast. First ever exclusive interview. Yes, with don't two forget to presidents. subscribe. <laughs> and, yes. you know, I just love to say thank you to the American people. Uh, make America great again. Let's go, Brandon and uh, Trump 2024. Thank you. Thank if you, I Donald. can maybe just have a, have the last word. Uh, uh, I didn't think that's you know, necessary, Brock. I think I said everything that needed to be said. So quite frankly, uh, we could probably go ahead and end the episode uh, right there, I think, on a great high note. Thank you. You know, the Chadio cast is a great example of open dialogue. You know, I listen to your podcast. I really see a lot of open conversation, you know, no roasting of any demographics. No calling people out for their actions. Just to be guys who are down to earth and just talking about life as it is. Not calling anyone names. Just talking and having great dialogue. And that's what I love about you guys. Thank you, sir. Thank you, indeed. Um, we're going to go ahead and end it there. Thank you for tuning into the Chatio cast.